And we are live with another episode here. Really, really excited for today's show. Jen, how are you today? I'm good, Gary. How are you doing? Fantastic. Well, listen, we got started a little late, and I want to get right into, into our interview with our special guest, Terry Hastings. So let's roll the intro, mm -hmm. and then we'll bring Terry right on screen right after that. Sounds perfect. Perfect. Well, we are bringing Terry right on screen right away. Forget all the other niceties <laughs> and everything like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Terry, I, I don't know if you remember, but you and I sort of met digitally before you or just as you were coming over to KW. And I think is, is it been four years now you've been with KW? The, yes, we're just starting our fourth year now. Fourth year, yeah, it's fantastic. And I know our mutual friend, uh, Kevin Dixon, introduced us. And he's and I remember him calling me saying, I met this great, great leader out in the Wyerton area, and she's building her team, and she's going to be awesome. And that's all he said. And oh my gosh, are you, have you ever yeah. set the tone and has business ever taken off for you over the last, you know, not just four years, but I'm sure leading up to that as well. So for those of us that don't know Terry Hastings, who's Terry Hastings? Well, thank you, Gary. <laughs> Terry Hastings, well, so um, I'm up here in little town of Wyerton, and most people say, when I say I'm from Wyerton, they say, where's that? And I have to say, well, I'm sure you've heard of Wyerton Willie, and they go, oh, yes. So we're very blessed that we are in a, a small population community, but a very large geographical area, and we are surrounded by beautiful waterfront and inland lakes and we have a retirement recreation area and that's 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 i grew up here i was born and raised here and so the and so this is where our, my business is and this is where i chose to grow grow my business very good and so you had the terry hastings team and, and explain to us what that team environment looks like and if you're willing share with us you know the 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 amount of uh, market share that you have in such a small area it's, it's pretty incredible yes yeah, so we have a lot of market share i actually don't know the actual percentage and because uh, i'm been too busy to actually go in and look at all the <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so we have three locations, one in Wyerton, one in Tobamori, and one in Port Elgin. So it, it covers a really large area geographical-wise, but population-wise, that would totally be maybe max 30,000 people max. That's it. So last year, we did triple platinum, and basically we did, uh, I would say, at least 75 to 80 percent of that on the Bruce Peninsula, which uh, therefore our population would be be less than 20,000. So we we really know our demographic and we know who they are. We know what they want and we know what what they're going to need actually before they know. Mm -hmm. 
I like it. Sorry, I got one more question here, Jen, before you 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 have an opportunity. I, I'm hogging all the time with Terry. So all good, I just, just want to help Jen to kind of put that in perspective. So we're talking a population, local population of about 20,000 people. And you said you had you triple platinum. And for those of us, uh, for those that are not with KW, like how many units would that be in a year, Terry, that your team would close? So that's between three, uh, 300 to 399 units. Last year, we closed, a pro, uh, I think, about 340 units, say. 340. Let's, and, everybody, put that in perspective. And, I, and I, I'm just rehashing this because I, I want people to just to grasp the market share that you do have. You know, that's over 300 units in an area where there's 20,000 or just over uh, people. That is phenomenal. Congratulations, Terry. That is amazing. <laughs> Jen, over to you. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I think the the automatic question that probably everyone is thinking is, "What's your secret?" <laughs> like, what? Uh, and and to break that down more, I guess I would say, you know, what what does your typical business model look like, or your day look like, and you know, how do you? I know you have a a phenomenal team as well, and how do you lead them to that kind of success? So, uh, okay, so I want to go back to. The, when I first came to Keller Williams, it was the Keller Williams training and systems. Mm -hmm. and, and, and up until then, I mean, I was with Remax before, nothing against Remax. It just, I wasn't able to grow. I, was, I didn't have anybody to learn from. So once you get to a certain level, I was approaching uh, frustration and burnout. And I knew that to be able to grow, I had to change something, but I didn't know how to do it at all. So as soon as we found Keller Williams and uh, Kevin, you know, once he started to talk to me about what Keller Williams and, and uh, Keller Williams Realty Centers can help and, and teach us, in particular me, mm -hmm. that's when we made the switch. We came over. I rely heavily on our Keller Williams training. All of our new people go through Ignite, and then they're off and running, and we're very diligent about, you know, keeping that those two hours every day for lead gen. We, you know, the, the team, we report to each other, we're accountable to each other. So we make sure that we're following the systems that Kelly Williams has taught us. And, mm -hmm. and it is so important. So, so next, Kelly Williams taught me how to avoid burnout, which was building a team. And once I understood how to delegate and what I should be doing and what I should not be doing, and, and then take myself a little bit out of the field to be able to, to train, that really took us to the next level. And then after that, it was more, it became, well, how do I protect what I'm building and build something into the future? So then that's when we became heavily interested in profit sharing. So we mm. three years ago, we came to Calder Williams. I had two realtors. And then it became uh, myself and one other realtor and one admin. And now we have myself, my husband, Neil, he's our field manager. And uh, he works with us full time. We have 10 full time realtors and one admin staff. And then I always wow. tell everybody when I'm recruiting, we have Keller Williams uh, Realty Centers as our our partner, the, you're our team and we rely on our call center, our call coordinators. So without that and our broker record and all of you behind the scenes, I, I wouldn't, I would not know how to get to where we 
we've got so far. Yeah, no, that's really yeah. cool. And and one of the neat things that I love about that, Terry, is, you know, it's it's not how I did it and look what I did. And I'm and I'm you know, I'm honored to, you know, both Jen and I are honored to be in business with you, but it's it's really a partnership, right? And and you can't really you, I you know, Jen and I, we coach a lot of brand new agents and, and other agents as they come over to our office. And you really can't have that win-win solution when it's just one or the other, right? And and mm-hmm. I see it in your business. And, and would it be fair to say, like, you know, the three plus years you've been with us, uh, your business has more than doubled in that time and your exposure and, and, and kind of the, the ramp up to where you're going. Is that fair to say? Yes. Do you, do you want me to talk numbers? <laughs> hey, that's up to you. <laughs> that's all up to you. If you're happy to, then, then I'm sure people would be, would be uh, happy to hear. But, and, and, you know, I, I just want to preface it is, you know, we bring on people like Terry uh, to inspire. And, hmm. and even though, and the real cool part about your story, Terry, is you came to us with a pretty significant business to begin with, and one that I think a lot of people would be very, very proud of, yet you saw an opportunity to keep growing and more importantly, to help those others, uh, help others around you grow. And, and that's important, I know important to you and, and your husband, Neil, for sure. Yes, for sure. I mean, just by growing a team, it gave us uh, some, well, for me, it gave me some time back. So when I left Remax, I was, uh, I think I had just hit chairman, which is 500,000 in GCI. And of course, with that, at the end of the day, I didn't have that much left in the bank. So I can remember calling Marvin and saying, before I even made the deci- decision to move over, I said, Marvin, can you show me how to get to 750 and keep a little more in my pocket? Because what am I not doing right? How do you make a half a million dollars a year and not have any more at the end of the day when you made than when you made 250? What am I doing wrong? So he said, yes, I can. And that was the start of it, honestly. And then Marvin and all your systems, Keller Williams, you taught me how to treat my business a, as a business, the millionaire real estate agent. I just couldn't believe it when I read, finished reading it. I thought, why didn't I see this or have this book in year one? Like it would mm-hmm. have saved 10 years of like, trying to figure <laughs> it out on my own. So it really shows you, you know, how much you should be spending on marketing and, and, and how much in labor and it sets up your business where you don't have to think about it. It just implement it. So I really rely heavy on all of you. I recruit and then the training starts with Ignite, then the coaching with Jen. And, you know, it, there's still lots of times now the team calls and from my experience, we discuss it and every, and you know, we're in an un, uncharted territory for the market. So there's a lot of questions now that are coming up. I don't know. I go, I don't know. Let's call mm-hmm. Christine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's smart. That's and Christine's our, yeah, Christine's our broker of record. And, and I think, uh, and maybe Jen and you'll agree with this too, not a lot, not enough people rely on their broker record for just that insight and, and whether it's, you know, something from a legal standpoint or just getting other, other opinions, you know, um, use yeah. that as a resource yeah. for sure. Yeah. We, even in coaching, I mean, we rely on it heavily to confirm 
information, not just to, you know, sometimes we know what the answer is, but I, I know Terry, I'm sure you experienced this too. You're like, I'm pretty sure this is what it is, but you know what? Just double check that. Just make sure because you just want to be certain that you're giving the right information. And I always joke around with Christine that I'm like, she knows it's a Friday or a Saturday if I'm calling her because I only ever seem to call her on Fridays and Saturdays. I don't know what it is, no. but it's true. It's a weird timing, but, but yeah, I mean, that's what those resources are there for. And, um, I, I can share with you too, Terry, having a few of your team members actively in the coaching programs right now that, you know, they speak very, very highly of you as a leader and the support that they get from you um, and the guidance and the and the mentorship that you provide your team. And I would love to ask you a little bit more about that. I know that you uh, you know how important that is and you put a lot of weight in making sure that they get that attention. And so as as a team leader of a team doing the production you're doing, um, and having you know the ten agents, um, how do you how do you find the time to make sure that they're getting that that level of of education that you you're providing for all, for them and allowing them that success so quickly? So when I uh, started to realize to get to the seven fifty, I started to give out a lot more leads that I would have taken on. And so now I, I feel that I'm to that next level to be able to free up my time to be able to be there for the team. And I do struggle with that a little bit, but this year for the first time ever, now we, I am giving out listing leads where they would uh, originally call for me. I'll either go on the listing appointment with them and, and we tell them well, we, we're partners, we work as a team. I don't say they're my team or on my team. We are the team so that I can co-list that and they do all the work and then I'm coaching them behind the scenes to, to move through that listing so that they're gaining the client. The client is looking at them instead of me so that yeah. my goal is to now just start to specialize in uh, focusing on the team to grow the team. We have a couple more realtors in, in courses right now. And right now I do feel I'm maxed as far as adding new team members. If I didn't change something with, within my own real estate sales business. So that's kind of my mm -hmm. goal next is to start to understand. Well, I understand when I started to understand, I need to give out business and that, that just shot our, our numbers. It really did. Uh, it, I know it's scary for a lot of realtors to say I'm going to give away buyers and now I'm giving away buyer, all the yeah. buyers. And yeah. so if I maybe last year, uh, if I worked with eight buyers, I'd be, that'd be it for the whole year. So the rest of the team held, held all of them. And so then our second year with Marvin, we did, I think 700 or just over 725. And then I can remember always looking at Jennifer Jones and I call Marvin. I'm like, how do I do what she's doing? <laughs> like, I couldn't <laughs> believe the numbers. Like, yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, okay. You want to do that? I'm like, well, yeah. What do I do? So, so we started that process. And then, um, and then last year we doubled the year before. So we ended up uh, at 1.94 in GCI for last year. For a team, our whole team. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. tremendous. And, and you kind of led me into my last question here Ed, before we sign off. I, and, and you touched on it a little bit, but let's dive a little bit deeper here. What's next for Terry Hastings? What, is, what does the rest of this year look like and beyond? 
So I really only want to deal with waterfront listings. That really is my passion is waterfront. And so I want to be able to give out all the rest of uh, any listing potentials to our team. I do want to bring in uh, two to three new team members come this fall and then spend the, the, the winter, you know, getting them ready to, to train for the spring. And, um, and then I want to look at expansion teams in different markets. So, so that's my goal is to try and get myself uh, away from the, the actual sales part and then move myself into the expansion team will grow my profit share. Yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, very much it. so. Yeah. Well, Terry, I, we do appreciate uh, you spending this afternoon uh, with us and, and your con continued success. So I love watching your success, you know, from one year to the next and to the next. And and uh, we are very honored to have you a part of our brokerage and, and to just pick up the phone and have a conversations like this. I love it. And you provide so much back to us too. So uh, we wish you all the best and is certainly to you and your team. Thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you both so much. All right. Thanks. That's, that's Terry Hastings. Day. And uh, the, the website you, was Terry. Terry Hastings. Here it is. I'll put it up one more time. Terryhastings.ca. That's the best way to get a hold of her. Reach out to her, especially if you have, um, you know, referrals up in that Wyerton, Grey Bruce uh, Peninsula, for sure. Uh, send them out to her. She, she would be not only honored, but you can rest assured that she's going to certainly support you and your clients for sure. All the best, Terry. Thanks Good again. Day. Thank you. Bye, Terry. Awesome. I love Terry. Like she's so humble, right? <laughs> she's so humble. I know. It always makes me laugh. She always seems like um, surprised that we at when we ask questions, right? She's just like, "Oh, you want to know that?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we want to know. Of course yeah. we do. Yeah, it's very sweet. Very. Uh, it just goes to show her core, right? It's a. It's a great thing, and I think that's why her team admire her as much as they do as well because she is so humble. Very humble, you know, and the really cool thing too is, and Jen, you and I get to see this at a different level. If, if she has an ego, I've never seen it. Right. And, and yeah, she's the first yeah. to ask a question and, um, you know, to, to our other agents and looking for support, looking for insight. Hey, I had this come up. How do you handle this? And she's always, always to me, that's the, that's the person that's always wanting to learn and to grow. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah, good. Okay. She has a she has a very good growth mindset for sure. Yeah. All right. What do you got for us today, Gary? Okay, let's move on to we got a few quick segment segments here. And and the first one is um let's do what would you do? Okay, different what would you do uh this week? And I was I was thinking about what can we talk about, Jen, and productivity coaching is something that you're very passionate about. And I don't know mm -hmm. if we've actually spent the time, and it doesn't have to be a long time, just a few minutes, but for, for a lot of agents out there that are, have always been hesitant on coaching because A, they don't want to be held accountable, or B, mm -hmm. they just haven't asked, right? So I thought this would be a good opportunity for you to kind of share you know, that overview of you know, a big part of our brokers and how you lead that. So Jen, what the heck is productivity coaching? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you, uh, you said it doesn't have to be long from our YKW. You know, I can't answer this quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Let me try. So 
I, I think what I would say product, what I would call productivity coaching is it's a, it's a team environment for new agents who are looking to learn the skills um, and the structure of being successful. Let me just stop that every time. Well, that's how we know we're being, live because your phone went off. Yeah, because my phone went, my phone goes up. Um, the structure of being successful as a realtor and what that requires um, while in an environment that you have, you know, answers and you have access to resources and you have the tools and the training to get you there faster and essentially to to coach you into productivity and being a productive agent as quickly as possible. Um, and so what that means, I guess, because that was a weird way to explain it, but what that means is that it's it's a program based on your goals as an agent. It's not a one size fits all program. And you know this, Gary, that every agent in the program, they have different goals. They have different time availability. Um, some people are transitioning as full-time employees in another role. Some people are coming in and it's their first career ever. Some people are transitioning as a, as a retired um, person who wants a second career or, or has downtime and just loves real estate. So we have to have those conversations and figure out what, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve with your career? Why did you become a realtor? And then we build a vision and an action plan around that. And I hold you accountable to that action plan, to the one that you built, that we agreed on together. And then we provide you the tools and the support and the structure to actually be able to implement what's required to achieve the goals that we set. So it's not just about the goals, it's about the action steps to get us there. And I guess that's that's really what, what I think it's the core of what it's about. Well, you said something important there, Jen, is, and I want to highlight it, is it's not your, it's not Jen's goals or it's not KW's goals or my goals for you. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the coaching client's goals. And, and that's mm -hmm. what the plan is built around. And, and, you know, if that goal, we've heard it a thousand times that that goal really does mean something to you. We know that you can't say no to your own goals, right? You can't say no right. to your own dreams. Right. And, and yep. that's exactly yep. where Jen comes from. And, and I know, you know, we, we talked about it. If you were on with us when Terry Hastings with, was, was with us, uh, she leverages mm -hmm. Jen's coaching program with her team members and, and so Jen's coaching, not only brand new agents, but you do have a significant amount of very experienced agents that you're coaching as well. Right, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we were lucky enough to be able to roll out the growth coaching um, which is the second tier of productivity coaching in the in our coaching world. And that's for agents that have some more experience. You're not brand new. You're not fresh out of the gate. Uh, but maybe you're just not hitting the goals that you want. Maybe your business isn't where you thought it would be at this point. Perhaps it was there and it's fallen off a little bit um, with COVID and with some of the other challenges with technology. I know some people have had a hard time getting through that transition. And They've, they've been leaning into the coaching program for that support, and we provide that too. So I think the thing that I'm very passionate about is making sure that it's coaching for everybody, regardless of what your obstacles are, what your challenges are. Sometimes we have agents who are great producing agents. They don't have any systems in place. They don't have any structure, and they just feel like they're spinning and in, the, in that hamster wheel that they can't get out of because they don't know where to go next. So their coaching is obviously going to be different than the agent that needs to learn about lead generation. And that's why it's important that, and that's why we say it's a team that we need to know 
what your business looks like. And, and we're involved to the point that we oftentimes know your clients' names. We know what deals you're working on. We know, you know, what offers you just wrote. And most of the guys in coaching can attest to that. Like they'll, they'll be sharing stories and we know of it. We know what's going on because we're in communication with you as you're working through those deals. Um, and we're helping you build your business and put the building blocks in place. So whether you're brand new or you're in that transition stage or that growth stage, as we call it, trying to get to being a capper and above, you know, the, the program is flexible for, for everybody. And it's, that's, that's important to me. That's a big value piece for me that I can provide that. And that our, the coaching team can provide that for everybody that wants, wants to show up. And I, I say to everybody, you know, it's, it's not how bad we want it for you. It, it's how you show up. We're all adults. We've all made our own decisions. This is your business. And you're going to get out of the coaching program what you put into it. If you show up every day and you participate and you're open-minded and you implement, the success is there. We've seen it. We have amazing examples of agents turning their business around in five, six months, um, becoming capping agents, getting back on track, brand new agents who are in the top 20% of the brokerage within a year. So the results are there. there there's no issues with that, right? It, it's how do you choose to show up in your business every day and how do we help you knowing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and like put this in perspective. You say it, it's a great program to, you know, to level up and keep moving up and and not everybody wants to keep moving up, but they want more time. So uh, it, it really does get tailored to you and your goals. But like, yeah. let's put this into perspective. We just had Terry Hastings on with us and she came to our brokerage with a, a really decent business and well moving business. And she, she told us she was earning over $500,000 a year and in, in less than three years. So fast forward three years, she, she was just shy, her team of hitting $2 million in GCI because of our systems and the tools that we have and Jen's coaching program. So she went from 500,000 to 2 million, like four times what she was previously earning. Who would like that type of raise? Four times, right? Like, like let, here, yeah. I should put my hand in the right spot. Uh, that, that is tremendous, tremendous. So do reach out to Jen or I, Jen, or I, Jen and myself, uh, if you have questions about the coaching program or the tools that we have available to our agents. It's, it's taking top producers and adding a tremendous amount of fuel so they could become, you know, that mega agent that a Terry Hastings is, for example. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. 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 And Terry mentioned a lot. She, she talked to Marv and Marv would say, okay, go do this, you know, and you know, it's the same within the coaching program, regardless of what level you're at, because, you know, there's also the advanced coaching for the cappers and above who are building up teams and things like that. And, you know, we're not recreating things. It's, there's no, there's no secret behind what we discuss or what we provide. It's really just that you get into action and you implement and you follow through on what it is that's going to get you to the point of hitting the goals. And something that Terry is very efficient at and very successful at is implementing and following through, right? That's why she's been able to achieve what she has with the guidance of Marvin now getting her team into coaching and that support as well. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to see, I can't even imagine what their year this year is going to look like. Cause you know, some of her agents who've been in the business four or five months are just killing it right now. So, you know, adding that to last year's results is going to be huge for sure. Yeah. And, and she's not the, our only example of that. I know the Volpe Alcorn mm -hmm. team, I see them every day as they walk by my office and every time it's like another transaction or another two or three, uh, almost yeah. every day, like thing, things are happening because they're following the systems and tools. But more importantly, as Jen said, they're doing the action. 
and and doing yeah. doing what's what's required of them. Very good. Okay, cool. Let's move on. We got a couple of quick takes, Jen, and um, I think these are 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 all the quick takes are important, but these these ones are pretty interesting. Okay, showing etiquette. This came up last week, if you recall, right? And we I were do, talking, yes. yeah, we were talking about you know home inspections and who should do them and what happens with them and everything like that. And part of that conversation conversation turned into, well, you have a book showing, you're the buying agent. Who's supposed to show up at that showing? Mm-hmm. Even inside and outside COVID, let's talk about that. So, Jen, like, what's your first thought on you go book a showing as a buying buyer's agent uh, for your clients? Who who do you expect to show up at that that showing? I mean, traditionally, my clients, <laughs> yes, um, and and not really anybody else, unless you know, on the occasion, a parent. Sometimes, you know, you get a buyer visit. You're going to get that mom or dad show up as well, or both. But usually they give you notice of that if that's going to happen. And, you know, in, in the COVID era, we need that notice because we have to confirm that it's OK with for the sellers that we had that many adults in the home. Right. Um, but, yeah, traditionally, the buyers are the ones who show up. Yeah. Buyers and and not a contractor that you just called to show, uh, you know, have come by. Um, it is it is literally the buyers. You're there and <clears throat> And the other question too is how long can you stay there for? Now, outside of COVID, you know, typically the the etiquette or the agreed upon time would you say, Jen, is an hour? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the standard. It's it's an hour. It's even in a lot of contracts that it's a sixty minute visit, and that that's that's the window, right, for for the seller's sake as well as everybody else's. But um, you know, I I know that there are scenarios where it is an hour and a half and. I've seen it be a two hour appointment, but usually that's because somebody is going outside of what the expected time frame is. Um, and that can become a challenge when it's obviously not prior notice given, of course. So Jen, I'm your buyer and we're looking at a home that does, doesn't matter whether it needs extensive re- renovations or not, but I wanna do renovations to it before I submit an offer. I wanna understand what that's gonna look like. Can I bring a contractor to, to kind of look at it and just kind of give like how do how do I make that happen? What do you what do you say there, John? I mean, I would say absolutely. Yeah, of course you can. Um, as long as notice is given. So let my let me know as your agent that that's what you'd like to do. Let me speak to the listing agent. Let them know what our intention is. Make sure that the seller is comfortable with that, and then go back and organize that we have permission, that everyone has to follow whatever protocols are required entering and exiting the home, and that you, you, your contractor is aware that they need to be on time and that they need to be out of the home by a certain period of time. And if everybody's on the same page, there's absolutely no issue. Right? Yeah, and, and where it kind of gets into that outside of the outside of the etiquette is you know perhaps you've got a scheduled showing or maybe maybe even a scheduled inspection and all of a sudden there's like 15 different parties all showing up or, or different colleagues of yours all showing up and as the as the buying agent we're like whoa what's going on here i i i didn't know everybody was showing up to this because it's not our home for one yeah right yeah and yeah. and the other part is you know we gotta we gotta make sure that it's okay with the sellers that you know of whom we have going into the home as well, uh, from that perspective. 
for sure. Uh, any other any pieces that we're missing there, Jen? Actually, I do have one, and this is probably a whole segment on itself. So I'll kind of we'll, we'll tease the audience a little bit. I remember a few years ago I did a video on, you know, you mentioned it earlier. Maybe the parents do show up, mm-hmm. and that's okay. As a as a buying agent, though, Jen, I want to make sure I'm having clear expectations and conversations with my with my buyers to say, mom and dad are awesome. I I bet you love mom and dad with your whole heart, right? And mm-hmm. here's what I say, you know, you can take advice from them, and they may have only bought two or three homes in their lifetime, or you can take advice from a trained professional who's bought and sold hundreds of homes. Mm-hmm. And and you gotta you gotta set that expectation, especially when mom and dad, because we all know how fast a deal can go sideways or backwards or not just doesn't exist after after <laughs> mom and dad. Happen. I mean, we love yeah, mom and dads. Yeah, yeah, especially when they're helping out with the deal, then it's a it's a whole other conversation, right? Because now there's a there's a feeling of a bit of having a say in the decision. And I think you're exactly right. It's set the expectation up front. Um, just like with any any other situation, when it's clear what the process is, what the expectations are, what the involvement is, then it goes a little smoother. You still might get those bumps in the road. And, you know, it's hard for especially for first time buyers and, and kids to to hear a negative negative feedback from a parent and not have it sway them or change their perspective on a property. Um, and I think you, you're absolutely right. You need to explain to them in advance that, you know, we do this every day. We're the professional and we're working in their best interest and giving them the best information based on the current market, not based on, you know, 1998's market or whatever that might look like. Um, because sometimes that part gets overlooked in the conversation and in the process, right? And and there's always, a, I always love this because there's always the different types of parents, right? There's always the different types of opinions and you've got the, you know, the financial element, but then you've got the ones that they know everything about the house or about the structure about, you know, you're trying to say, you know, we'll have, well, if we can get a home inspector, we'll look at that. We'll do this. We'll do that. And of course there's, you know, lots of different variables that we have to manage there as agents and, and handle in a specific way. So as not to create any animosity or any issues. Um, And yet we still need to make sure that we're being heard because the minute that, that, that disconnect happens, we're going to lose, we're going to lose control of the client. We're going to lose control yeah. of the situation and the negotiations. And that's when it gets really, really hard to navigate, right? Yeah. And here's the thing too, like I can pretty much guarantee you, you know, mom and dad will come in if they're not happy with the the value that you're getting in return of, you know, the price that you got to pay for the house. And here's the thing, right, Jen? Like I can pretty much guarantee that your mortgage is probably going to be maybe even double the amount that they purchased their home for. Maybe even maybe even more than double. And sometimes mom and dad, right? Sometimes mom and dad just can't comprehend that. You're getting a six hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and we've heard it around here, a million dollar mortgage. Like people just can't comprehend that. Uh, and that, if yeah. you're watching in the GTA, that's what it is. If you're a first time home buyer, so that's yep. that's what you know. That's become the new norm, right? So, anyways, let's move yeah. on, Jen. There's there's lots of different rabbit holes we can go down there. Maybe maybe in a future <laughs> show. Okay, yeah, next yeah, maybe one. that's a good one. How to how to handle parents <laughs> that might be yeah. one of our future and, future and topics. We'll just have a big question mark. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. 
Okay. Nope. That's the same one. What happened here? Um, <laughs> We're showing etiquette. Yeah. Here's here's what it is. I'm gonna change this on the fly, Jen. But um, here's what it is. This is a waiver, not waiver. I'm gonna spell it correctly. A waiver, or or fulfillment. And here's the thing. There is a big difference here. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't even know if I spelled it correctly. Yeah, fulfillment. Sure enough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I nailed it. Yep. Show yep. is Nailed over. It. I spelled it correctly. <laughs> just said, just drop the mic now, Gary, and go home. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Jen. Um, is there a difference in the two forms? Yeah, this comes up a lot. Yes, there's a difference, of course, in the two forms. They they serve two different purposes. Um, a waiver is a document that states that you will not be completing the condition and we'll be waiving it from the offer or removing it prior to completion. A fulfillment means that you've gone through the process, you've had the home inspection, you've talked to the lender, whatever that might be, and you have fulfilled the terms of the condition and are therefore giving the seller written notice that you've done so and that that condition has been met. Um, and you know, it, some people will say it doesn't matter which one you use, they both create the same end result. However, the challenge with that, and that's not right, that is incorrect. It does matter very much so because it can affect if there ever was to be an issue and you waived a condition versus fulfilling it, even though you had completed the home inspection or completed the lending, the waiver means that you said and agreed to say, no, I'm just gonna remove that without completing. And it, it, could, impact, it could impact where you stand in any sort of issue or, or situation. So. Please make sure, I think this is a hugely important one, make sure you're using the right form. And traditionally, it's a fulfillment. Um, it's not as often that it is a waiver unless your client decides, yeah, we don't need to do it. We're good. Just take it out of the offer. Um, you know, and then the the other thing to pile onto this, Gary, and I'm going to add to your list is the, uh, the Form 127, right? The removal of the condition. So if your client isn't putting conditions in an offer, don't write them in and then wave them and don't write them in and then cross them out. Have them sign form 127 saying that they're aware and choosing not to put them into the offer. Um, so that you, you know, again, we're protected as agents, but also it's clear to them what they're agreeing to and everybody's on the same page, right? And have them agree to that before you have them sign an offer. Yeah, that's great. I don't think I could have explained it any better. There, there's actually, there's also a third piece of the puzzle here too that comes into play all the time. And um, as as a listing agent, yeah, sure, I'll take it. But as a buying agent, I never want to use it. And that's that's an amendment where um, sometimes the choice is to delete that inspection or condition and and remo remove it from the uh, the purchase and sale agreement, which is not typically. I mean, there are times when you want that in place, sure. Uh, but typically, mm -hmm. that's not um, you're not working in the best interest of your buyers in that perspective. Because as Jen said earlier, uh, should something come up down the road where uh, there is a home inspection and whatever, and, and you went through and purchased the property and you found something and it wasn't disclosed or what have you, um, the waiver, as Jen said, deletes it from the purchase and sale agreement. So if you that ever went in front of a judge or somebody to proceed over it, that clause or condition now long has no, what am I trying to say? No longer exists. 
So you basically yeah. vanished it and you can never bring that back to life, whereas a fulfillment uh, does. And and the, the, the point that I also want to make here, Jen, and you, you, you said it very well, is let's say um, I have two, let's keep it simple. I have two conditions, financing and inspection. I get the financing. I fulfill that condition, but I choose, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to have the home inspection. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's when a waiver would come in place only for the home inspection condition. You're going to waive that, but you're yeah. going to fulfill the the other condition, in this case, a, a, um, a financing one. But the amendment drives me nuts when we see that delete. I mean, as a, as a mm. selling agent, yeah, sure, whatever. But uh, I never want to see it from the buying perspective. Yeah, when, yeah. when you insert the, uh, so you say insert new price or insert... Yeah you know, whatever seller agrees to repair the whatever, whatever prior to closing and then delete home inspection condition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we want to fulfill yeah. people. We want to fulfill our yeah. goals, fulfill our dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just it. Yeah. That's just it. That, yeah. that, you know, that is, that is our quick take on that. And there's lots more uh, around that from a legal perspective, obviously talk to mm -hmm. uh, your broker of record as, as if you want clarity on some of that stuff, but from, from our perspective, uh, use the appropriate forms. Um, it is so important from, from a legal standpoint and from, from the fiduciary duty of protecting and, and uh, protect your clients for sure. All right, yeah, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just to add to that really quick, um, it just popped into my head. Sometimes we get agents on the other side of the transaction saying, don't worry about it. I do this all the time. It's not a big deal. My brokerage accepts all of this, whatever that looks like. That's all great. That's fine. And, you know, if nothing's ever come of it, then maybe they've just never been on the other end of that. And, you know, the thing about it is it's our job to protect our clients at the highest level. And by doing that, because it's easier or faster, more convenient is not fulfilling that fiduciary duty, right? So you, you, we've got to be aware of that. We've got to know what form does what and use it accordingly, like you said. Yeah, that's fantastic. You just gave me a great idea for another topic. I'm writing it down now. So these ideas <laughs> keep <perfect>. coming. <laughs> we got next week lined up. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that wraps it up for our show today, my friends. Uh, do reach out to Terry Hastings or follow her on Facebook, terryhastings.ca. And um, always reach out to Jen or myself if you uh, have questions or and, and feel free to comment below. Even though that this live, live show might be done, we are always circling back to the comments. And don't forget that these uh, episodes are also on uh, your favorite podcast. I can't even say it. your favorite podcast player. <laughs> there we go. I got it out. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Good. Okay. So for Jennifer Silvernagel, I'm Gary McGowan, and we'll see you uh, next week. Bye for now. Bye, guys.